0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this evening is taken from our gospel reading from the 14th chapter of St. Mark with an emphasis on these words. Jesus took a cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to his disciples and they all drank of it and he said to them this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. This is our text dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. As St. John the Evangelist looked on at the crucifixion of his teacher and Lord, the only one of Jesus' disciples who was present there during his death, he recorded this particular detail after the moment in which Jesus bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He wrote, One of the soldiers then pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. Witnessing this event, No doubt these words of Jesus from the previous night were still echoing in the apostles' mind. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Jesus spoke these words at the Passover table with the twelve, mere moments after predicting that one of them would betray him. Indeed, this was one of a series of curious details about that evening which St. John the Evangelist would likely spend the rest of his life mulling over. When he would later write his account of the Holy Gospel, which focuses not specifically on the chronology of Jesus' life, but rather on his person and godhood, as well as his teaching, John, interestingly, did not include those words which are recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The words which you hear each time your pastors preside over the sacrament, which we refer to as the words of institution. This is not, however, to say that John denied these words or that he thought them unimportant. John goes to great pains in his writing to elaborate on what exactly Jesus meant when he issued the supper to his disciples on that night in which he was betrayed. From Saint John, we hear constant references peppered throughout his gospel to the sacrament of the altar. In fact, I do not think it an unfair statement to say that the Lutheran Church derives much of its sacramental theology specifically from John. His gospel is seasoned throughout with the imagery that draws us back to the Holy Eucharist. We have heard these images all throughout our Lenten series. At the wedding at Cana, Jesus commanded wine to be drawn from the water jars, which were used for purification rituals. Jesus promised living water to the Samaritan woman at the well, which she might drink of and never be thirsty again. Jesus explained to his disciples and even to the Pharisees that he is the very bread from heaven, comparing his flesh to the manna with which God gave Israel to eat in the wilderness. He calls himself the grapevine, to which one must remain connected in order to have life. And most directly, we hear him teach that people must eat of his flesh and drink of his blood if they wish to partake of eternal life. Concerning these teachings, St. John would later comment during his first epistle, which was read for you shortly uh, ago, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree. Although recent commentators differ on how to interpret these words, From the early church fathers, we see that they never wavered in their understanding. For that water they understood that poured from Jesus' side signifies none other than the waters of holy baptism. Meanwhile, the blood which flowed in equal measure from his side signifies that sacrament which we are gathered here tonight to celebrate. That Jesus gave his church the new testament of his blood in his own supper. Both Holy Baptism and the Lord's Supper would be but worthless and useless without Jesus' crucifixion and death. This is why St. Ambrose, who wrote the beloved hymn, Savior of the Nations Come, indicates that Jesus' body is like a holy temple by which the church takes exceedingly great treasures. The piercing of Jesus' side produces eternal riches for his church and those riches will never cease to flow this side of heaven the sacraments of holy baptism and the lord's supper give the very gifts of christ himself his love his forgiveness his real presence all directly from the cross where flowed from his pierced side that water and blood to cleanse us from our sin. This is why Jesus, at his ascension, told his disciples, Behold, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. He was not speaking figuratively. He did not mean this in terms of well wishes. Jesus promised and intended to remain active and present in his church on earth. And though the Christ has now ascended, though he now lives and reigns over all creation, seated at the right hand of his Father, still he remains closer than ever to his church, that church which continues to grow by the faithful administration of his holy sacraments. For just as God formed a bride, Eve, from Adam's side in Genesis, so the church, the very bride of Christ, is formed From the side of her Savior. Just as Eve is the mother of all people, so the cross and so the baptismal waters which flow from it are the birthplace for the children of God. The blood of Christ, which we drink this day at his table, is given for the pure spiritual nourishment and assurance of those whom he has called his own. Truly, for St. John and for us, the blood and the water are inextricably tied together in working life for the Christian. Just as Jesus washed his disciples' feet, making them clean to come to his table to feast on his body and blood, so have you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, been washed in the baptismal waters and made worthy to come this day to his table to receive that same blessed feast. For those words which we just read in Mark's account of the gospel, wherein Jesus instituted this meal for the forgiveness of sins, those words were not only for the twelve who were gathered there that day, but for all believers, all who seek heavenly treasure from the riven side of their Savior, sacrificed on Calvary's cross for them. As Moses struck the rock in the wilderness, giving water to Israel to drink, so was Jesus stricken on the cross, pouring out his blood that you might drink freely from the cup of his passion and receive that blessed assurance that your guilt and your shame have all been answered for by virtue of his death for you. Therefore, I pray, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that you will not leave here this day without recognizing the tremendous treasure. That Jesus gives you here and now in his body and blood. The very same body pierced for you, and that very same blood poured out for you. For just as by the water of baptism you were given second birth and washed clean of your sin, so also in the eating and drinking of the Holy Eucharist are you given nourishment, pure spiritual food and drink to sustain you in that new life which is yours in Christ Jesus. Eating and drinking of his body and blood, you are made partakers of the whole estate of Christ. As he died upon the cross, so have you died to your sin. As he is risen from the dead, so will you rise with him to celebrate the Easter victory in the resurrection of the flesh. All these treasures have been promised To you, in his gracious invitation, take, eat, take, drink. And so, you are invited. You are made worthy. Worthy to come again. You who have been washed clean by Christ. Your robes made dazzling white as you recline again at his table. Behold the water and the blood poured out for you from the altar from whence your God gives such lavish gifts to his children. Come again, eat, drink, and receive the very food of your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.